your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts Rust. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm here in the studio with my co-host Karen Cassian. Good morning. Good morning, Noreen. And we're so pleased to welcome, finally, Barb Hardwick. Hi, good morning, Barb. Good Thanks morning. For, Thanks for joining us, Barb. Well, thank you so much for having me. Barb Hardwick is a costume designer, an actor, and a rehabilitation therapist. Very, very uh, accomplished in all those things, <laughs> yes, I would say. Very busy, I would say. You were preparing for your part in Sister Act in the role of Mother Superior, uh, but you weren't going to be just acting, you were also singing, and that was just one week prior to the declaration of the COVID-19 epidemic in 2020. Uh, What happened for you after that? Well, I mean, I think like the rest of us, we all thought it was going to be a lot more short term than Mm -hmm. it actually was. So uh, we had lots of time kind of anticipating Sister Act and hoping that it would happen and... uh, And as it turned out, as we all know, it didn't. Um, My other work life at uh, Brainworks as a a rehab therapist uh, continued in a a different different way because we met a lot on video and things like that. So that became a a very, uh, a very busy and uh, time that, you know, challenges all creatively to, to think of new ways to do that work. Um, So, so I became quite busy with that and continued and, and was absolutely thrilled when we could start doing some live theater (laughs) again, creatively. uh, You know, I tried several things kind of like we all did, you know, taking a painting class online, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that to kind of feed that part of, of, of us. But it sounds like you use your creativity uh, with brainworks with, you've got something happening there, workshops or with the young. Um, I do. I, because my clients, um, we work with people with acquired brain injuries. So Part of my role is to work with uh, other uh, health professionals to help our clients achieve their goals in their in their rehab process. And creativity is a really positive way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really great way to minimize depressive symptoms and and kind of get people reengaged in life. So I have an opportunity to use all all of my artistic and creative skills in that. Does that, in that include world. theater? Um, it, it doesn't always include theater. It could, if yeah. that's an interest of, 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 uh, of my clients, it more often can, you know, includes photography and painting and, you know, things like that because it achieves, you know, kind of getting them outdoors and getting them appreciating nature and things like that. So was it understood by people what was going on? Your clients, did they understand the change, the transition? Um, they understood. And I, I mean, a lot of them have social anxieties to begin with. So it, it brought them to a, you know, a comfort level <laughs> as well. So, so that became kind of a challenge as far as, you know, meeting their goals, but um, continuing to engage, but yeah, yeah, they understood what was happening. You mentioned returning to the theater and you did so with uh, Monarch Performing Arts Studios. Courageous production, I would say, uh, of the first live show at Algonquin Theater in 2022 last year, the last five years. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, there were a lot of costume changes from Ali Davenport. <laughs> Did you make all of those costumes? Um, I, I make a lot of them, but I also, um, you know, acquire them by sourcing them out at thrift shops and things like that. The interesting thing about doing a play like that is that 
the the costume changes really really indicate the era and and the the place where the you know even economically where the where the cast member is at that that point not the cast member the character is at that point in the play so so that's a really kind of fun production to do because it's very very specific well i saw a challenge for her and the oh my goodness changes. like <laughs> oh what a goodness. physical job but also yeah. the costumes had to be almost like uh Invisible against the backdrop because it was yeah. on the side of the stage, yeah. on stage. She made all of her changes on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that She's was a quite a talented amazing. lady, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a wonderful play. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, really, really think it was uh, quite well done. Yeah. And it was just, I, I agree with you. It was very courageous to be that first, that first play, you know, when the world started to open up again and, you know, to kind of encourage audiences to, to come in. I think it was, yeah, yeah. it was great. Barb, you've been uh, working uh, in association with the Huntsville Festival of the Arts for quite a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been in Mamma Mia, Oliver, or you've helped to make costumes for that. Ten, mm-hmm. Willy Wonka, the Drowsy Chaperone. Do you want to talk about some of those productions? Um, I, I mean, I loved doing the Drowsy Chaperone because mm-hmm. the costuming was so much fun to create and make. And and uh, the Festival of the Arts has always been... Um, I mean, I love working for them because they working with them because they um, give me a lot of, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, there's just nothing like Broadway shows, right? And there's freedom to do whatever you want. Yeah. And they're super supportive of, Mm -hmm. of ideas I come up with and, and you get to work with different directors, which is, which is also really wonderful because working, I mean, ultimately my role is to work with, with the director to try and paint the picture that they have you know, in, in their mind of how the play, you know, the, the show should look. So that's in, in yeah. terms of HFI, you also worked recently with the fringe uh, element of what do you call it? Fringe committee. Yes. <laughs> uh, pr- production of the play, a pie in the pint, which mm-hmm. we just love. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you're credited as costume support. What does that mean? Uh, well, for that production, I, um, I didn't create anything, but we've kind of collected quite a, uh, I have, I have quite a, there are rumors. A, yeah. <laughs> Come and visit me one day. But, um, because I hate to see a good costume go to waste. So I do have a space in my home where I have collected quite a, I have quite a collection of costumes at this point. So, so I'm in a position where I can style people, you know, if they come to me with a particular, particular mm-hmm. idea so I can style them for that role. Uh, shopping from the rack is what I call it. So <laughs> you're not only a costume designer, but you're an actor and you're a singer, and you're in the latest production, the HFA production of Beauty and the Beast. I, I am. <laughs> yeah, Mallory was on, I think, um, earlier and uh, this year in January. I've forgotten what date exactly, but the podcast is available. Well, twenty January twenty ninth. Mm-hmm. Anyway, at that one, she told us you had to come on because uh, you could not only act, you could sing, and what yeah. a voice you have. You do have a <laughs> so great what a voice. Nice thing for her to say. That was a really nice thing for her to say. That's very nice. Thanks for sharing that. Have yeah. you always like? Did you start in theater um, I mean, as a young age? Yeah, I did. In in um, you know junior high and high school in Toronto, I I uh, performed in our annual musicals and and costuming was just kind of an extension of that because you know I've sewn all my life and you know you don't get into costuming without loving theater in the first place mm-hmm. so um so yeah and then when sister act came up I thought you know maybe this is something that I might just Is that uh, your first one up here? It's my first one up here. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think it, you yeah. surprised all of us. Yeah. 
hidden it, challenge. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love to sing, so mm-hmm. um, you know, it was kind of a. Uh, so, yeah, so I jumped in there, and I was absolutely thrilled to have the role of Mother Superior. And you I were was, wonderful I at was, that role. I was, I was really, really Are you still singing excited. some of the songs you prepared? You guys were so ready. You yeah. were totally we ready. Were, I, I was we a were, nun. I had my yeah, costume. And yeah, we were... Uh, we were approaching dress rehearsal week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The tech week. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, it's something I've always uh, done. And then when sister act didn't happen and they kind of revisited pulling uh, this new season together, uh, they invited me to be Mrs. Potts. So, and you I'm, said earlier you were wearing a teapot. Can you I talk am, about that or is that a surprise? I'd like to uh, ask you about the, the relationship between the character and the costume. Oh, <laughs> Well, the character in the costume in Beauty and the Beast, you know, were were humans that have acquired um, uh, attributes of inanimate objects like teapots and candelabras and and like furniture that. and furniture and and things. So it's been really fun to create. It's like what that. I would call a very costume heavy show. So um, you know, there's a lot of structural pieces uh, to it, and and yeah, I wear a teapot. With arms and uh, oh, I love because it. And you're, you had, you've got a whole team though, don't you? Yeah. I do. I have assembled the dream team, and they have joined me for the last several shows. And uh, you know, Joan Jarrett is my wardrobe mistress, and she just keeps me right in line. I remember and how organized Joan she's was. so organized, mm-hmm. and you know, I tease her about making me lists and things like that. But it's great. And then Sherry Petty, I rely on for structural pieces and the real kind of like you know the artistic um she's multi-talented she i remember her very, pumpkin one year at uh yeah. halloween she made yeah. this amazing yeah. who else is on your team she's a very talented lady um and i've got martha watson and nancy um watts and they both kind of sew and and uh yeah several several robin bellows has been doing some fantastic artistic stuff uh with us this week and oh my goodness i'll i'll be devastated if i've forgotten to mention somebody but, yeah <laughs> uh, you'll have a moment to think about it we're going to take a break mm-hmm. right now we'll come back and talk more about beauty and the beast mm-hmm. and other things that we have done with to get with barb hartwick has done as a costume designer and actor we'll be right back by Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell with Karen Kessian, my co-host, and our guest is Barb Hartwick. And Barb was talking currently about the Beauty and the Beast, which is right now in rehearsals as the time of taping but we'll be full swing by the time this is broadcast. What what do you think the shape of the production is? It's a bit early to ask, but how are things going? <laughs> well, like Mallory said the other day, um, you know, four, four hours to uh, someone in theater is like, four days to someone outside theater. So, um, so we're hours away of <laughs> being ready, but no, it's coming together. And now that we're in the theater and seeing the set and, and then uh, tonight we're, we're previewing the costumes. So um, yeah. We're, Can I we're, mention we're that uh, the sets were created in the, at the warehouse that's owned by Steve Campbell and Noreen Mitchell. Our Noreen. I've had the pleasure of watching <laughs> the development and actually seeing them take it, knock it down and take it out. Mm-hmm. On uh, Friday and Saturday, the, it's the largest the set rotary I've ever seen. Pe- guys 
are amazing mm-hmm. and they do it all so cheerfully yeah. and as, as a team it's yeah. really wonderful yeah they've, they're a wonderful bunch and Joan and John Jarrett have graciously offered us their uh, the hillside farm, the the barn there. And um, so uh, we've been creating sewing out there full time for a couple of weeks now, too. So that makes all the wonderful. difference to yeah, space, people, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, people are so generous. Yeah, You've been yeah. in the other side studio, I think, a bit, too. We have. have yeah. 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 But that's not as big. It's not quite as big and it's also busy. So I have to move in and out all the time. Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, but we really, I really, really appreciate having that space available too. I think of you in the other side studio some time ago when you were sewing and teaching mm-hmm. sewing. Mm-hmm. Do you still teach sewing? I, not as much as I did because, um, yeah, I, I've taken, but I, I will again. I really, um, I'm always reminded. I mean, I've, I taught sewing for 25 years in this town and, you know, taught a lot of young kids and I love running into them and they say, Oh my goodness, you oh, know, you yeah. taught me how to sew. And I've had students, you know, go on to study fashion and things like that. And it's a really, I really, really value that experience and, and kind of watching, watching their skills develop. I love teaching kids. Changing the subject. A, can, can you tell us a bit about your Hollywood days and your Grammy? Oh, I was going to say, and, you're not only a local hero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I feel really, really fortunate that I had uh, the experience to kind of discover this this job, this profession later in my life when my kids were raised and I was able to travel a little bit. So a a girl who was raised here, Dream Rockwell, um, came and had me do some work here when she was home at one point. And then she started to take me to California to do um, some work there for her uh, with Lucent Dossier. And they were kind of an avant-garde a performance troupe and they were really, really fun to work with. And I learned so much and I honed my skills to such a great degree and I met some great people and, you know, they took me to the Grammys three times and Coachella and uh, Burning Man and, you know, things like that. It was really, really um, That's exciting. Yeah, it was exciting yeah. and kind of a, it really, yeah, it's a great time. So it's not too much out of your realm of ability to think about Nuit Blanche North. <laughs> You've done one in 2017. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're thinking about another one, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. yeah. We're hoping and we'll look forward to whatever happens with that. You also won a, an award, um, an HFA, Huntsville Festival of the Arts Award back in on their uh, 25th year, which was 2017, mm-hmm. um, uh, along with a number of other people. Yeah. But uh, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Well, it was nice to be honored for the work I do for them um, and, and thought about you at, do so much at the, work at, the uh, at the anniversary there. So that was that was a really uh, that was a really nice honor. It's nice you to reflect. And a good crowd, too. Of the I, others. I was in a fantastic crowd. I was indeed. And more recently, I know that you had uh, the opportunity to work outside uh, with a snow queen. Yes. <laughs> have you had ex- uh, practice before as a puppeteer? I have not, but it's it's secretly was my passion when I was 11 years old. I met I I met a I met a puppeteer that I was fascinated with uh, at a bookmobile at my cottage. And uh, I wanted My first library was a bookmobile. Yeah, and I uh, I I met this puppeteer and it became quite a thing. And when I was in grade seven or eight, I started my own marionette club. I didn't know and that. That's cool. I did. So when um, Christina asked me if I'd be interested in, in operating a marionette, I 
I jumped at the chance. I was so excited. And did you work with Catherine Luce? Did um, she, she when did we, marionettes in Nuit Blanche North? Yeah. So, so the Snow Queen, as you know, was another one of those things that got delayed for two years. So I did uh, meet with her um, when they were pulling, starting to pull that together. She made the wonderful large puppet and marionette. And, it's a good thing they were large. Yeah. I was sick. I was unable to see them, it but seems... I could see them from the window in our apartment. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it was amazing. The costumes, the lighting. Yeah. Especially at yeah. night. And, it was and lovely. the group yeah. of uh, yeah. the audience moving through the snow village yeah. was really yeah. lovely. It was a really, really uh, great project. I, I, I was I there just, the last night and it started yeah. to snow and it was oh, just perfect. Every night was beautiful. You know what my favorite part was where the, it was, is it a moose that they yes. built? And yeah. then each child had a leg and yeah. they get distracted and their leg yeah. would kind of wander off for a bit. But little children were really fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. and it's hard great. to control at times. So I yeah. give a lot of credit to Christina yeah. and her. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, also her, and, her spotters, her guardians kind of. And as, as things went along, the kids were taking more and more responsibility for, for what they were doing and encouraging each other. And it was, it was really, it was really fun to be part of. That's cool. And yeah. Catherine Luce's puppets were there, the, the smaller puppets yeah. that she had at Nui yeah. Blanche North, yeah. right? Yeah. Were they changed at all or just? No, they were yeah. her characters and they were really, really fun. I got to play the violinist and yeah. I mean. Pretty amazing. They, yeah, pretty yeah. amazing. We have a, a community full of talent. No kidding. Yeah. Yes, we do. So that was based on a fairy tale, mm-hmm. The Snow Queen. Um, Beauty and the Beast is based on a fairy tale. It is. So do you do a lot of research and investigation when you come to a, 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 a piece, mm-hmm. uh, like a play piece, a musical mm-hmm. theater, whatever it is? Do you have to investigate and do background? Look yeah, at? I mean, you do and you you know, you take a glance at, of course, other people's, you know, interpretations and things like that. There are things that you can't really, so Beauty and the Beast, for example, with Disney, there are things you can't really change. Belle has to be in the yellow ball gown and mm-hmm. he has to be in that regal royal blue, you know, um, jacket. So, or else people don't recognize it, you know, they they want to see that classic thing. Um, but then, then I back off from, from doing too much research and you start to form your own ideas about what outside of that, what do you want the village to look like and what do you want, mm-hmm. you know, and in community theater, I love giving people, you know, the professional experience. So when, when we as volunteers bring our professional skills to the table, it's just really nice to give the cast members the same experience of, you know, being in professional theater. So, you know, they learn how to, you know, uh, get get costumed and you know not not bring their clothes from home. Everybody knows that's my pet peeve. You know, yes. dress rehearsal. That's, Where did that hat come I've from? Seen you that know, a few times. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's nice to give them the opportunity to be costumed and for them to learn what that's like. So. You know, you, you get to the point where you you then formulate your own your own plan about what your vision is for that show, and um and yeah, you know something something like Beauty and the Beast and the Snow Queen, it's it's fun because it's 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 animated, right? So you're and the Oompa Loompas. Oh, I did the Oompa Loompas and the for Willy yeah, Wonka. yeah, mm-hmm. they they were fun. Yeah, they were fun. Willy Wonka was a really really fun show to do. Um, yeah, so and I like engineering things, you know. So we have some articulated. Uh, gargoyle wings in this show and we have moths coming out of a wardrobe i shouldn't spill all our secrets <laughs> but you but, said you were you talked about something in hollywood uh, an after party and you built a um, burlap dress that that opened up with oh i built a i built a dress out of a parachute that actually 
flew across the ceiling of the Grammy celebration and it exploded and rose petals all that fell. That is so cool. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. And Have you got any challenges uh, right now with this performance Did you, I, that you had to overcome? I do have a few, ch- nothing I really had to overcome, but I do have a few challenges and I shouldn't share them because okay. I want you to be surprised. But, but I, you, I remember the blueberry costume. Yes, that, that was had pretty to, cool. That had to blow up. We had pumps, air pumps in that. And yeah, <laughs> my was- father taught me, he, he designed uh, and, and he was an architectural engineer and he, he taught me to say yes whenever you could on a creative level, like say yes, if it's possible, always say yes and open that kind of yes environment up to everyone else. And so when it comes to some of those challenges, it's just really funny when people fun, sure that, people buy into it and it gets exciting. And, mm-hmm. I'm sure that can-do attitude really helps you too in your other work as a rehab therapist. It does, it does. And I, I try and carry that with me. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you have to say no mm-hmm. too. Sometimes you have to say, no, that's not going to work. But if you set that tone in your work, then, um, you know, everyone else, you know, picks rises to the yeah. occasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I that's hope great. you didn't skimp on your own costume for Beauty and the Beast, because that's what Mallory said directed <laughs> you to not skimp <laughs> yeah, on your she, costume. <laughs> she had, yeah, she had a very, uh, she was very clear on that. She wants Mrs. Potts. To so have. I'm looking forward. I'll wait and I'll want to see <laughs> I'm that. I'm going opening night. I can hardly wait. Yeah. I mean, one thing, it's kind of like the cobbler and his children, his shoeless children. So Mrs. Potts isn't quite ready for the stage as we speak, but she will be. She will be by Thursday. When the time comes. Yeah. I, I noticed, too, in doing some research about mm-hmm. you, that you have been a longtime supporter of the Stisted Agricultural Fair. I have. How did that come about? Because I saw your picture several yeah. times on Doppler yeah. related to that. Yeah. My my dear friend, Janine Spring, uh, also, you know, well-known in the community, enlisted, enlisted uh, me to be involved with that, along with another friend, Mary Ellen Dean. And we, um, so she... I, I'm the director of the, the creative arts in the Stisted Fair, so which is really fun because I get to contribute to the book and decide what the entries are going to be. And I went to that and, once and yeah, it, it was like way back in the... It is a lovely so, little fair. It, it sure is. is. It's, um, you know, like potato, potato sack races and egg tosses mm-hmm. and things like that. And and it's really, really fun to see the the little creative projects people come in to have judged. It's it's a really fun experience. It looks like fun. And I, yeah. I did see the date was set for this year. I can't remember where, where it is, but... It's the, it's always the weekend after Labor Day. Okay. Yeah. September 9th. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we look forward to that too. Yeah. Please come. It's a, it's a lovely little fair. Well, okay. I just want to know, is there a place where people can find out more? Certainly they can get tickets at Algonquin Theatre for Beauty and the Beast right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And what about uh, any other social pl- media platforms or anything that you can s- uh, send people to? Yeah, I'm sure we're on Facebook and Instagram, but that's not my department. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm sure... That, you can go that to that's the, where they are. the Huntsville Festival yeah. website. And yeah. if they're looking for you, Brainworks would be the way? Uh, Brainworks, or I'm also, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks so much for coming yeah, thanks in. thanks for joining yeah. us, Barbara. We, we really look forward all. to this yeah. production. Oh, thank you. We'll we'll thank you for having me. for you in the audience. Mrs. Potts. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> So, Noreen, we have a few uh, performing arts things happening in our community. The Huntsville Festival of the Arts. Once again, Beauty and the Beast is on from March 24th to April 2nd, and tickets are selling out fast. So get your tickets while they're still available. Um, There's a call for proposals for Nuit Blanche North with a deadline of March 31st. And the theme is, and that's when everything changed. 
So if you're interested in being part of Nuit Blanche North, get your application in. And you can find those applications on the website of the uh, festival. Jesse Cook is coming to the Algonquin Theater April 22nd. Um, the Huntsville Festival, once again, is is uh, doing their summer launch in April. Stay tuned for the date. It hasn't come out yet, but will be out soon. Uh, the Huntsville Theater Company has Fiesta Latina at Canvas Brewery happening April 15th. They have Great Gadsby. It's it's murder, and that's happening April 29th, and it's a collaboration with the library. Uh, they also have the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe coming on June 3rd. Another 3rd. great place, play. Yes, uh, and a couple of workshops, hair uh, hair and makeup workshop more at More Than Just Arts. That's part of the Huntsville Theatre Company, March 27th from 7 to 9. They have a movement workshop, April 24th, 7 to 9, and a voice workshop, May 29th, all at uh, More Than Just Arts. So you can check that out at their website. How about you? Coming up in the visual arts, and this is as of the week of March 26th, um, we have Silent Landscapes, and it's on till March 28th. And that's Steve Moretti's uh, landscape photography. Very powerful stuff, mm-hmm. black it's and white very, photography in Partners Hall. And to follow in Partners Hall, the Huntsville Art Society is presenting Extensions of Light with Carolyn Butson's works. And um, the Huntsville Art Society is also preparing to displace the Muskoka Arts and Crafts people that are in Summit Center right now. And that will be happening. That transition will happen on April 4th. And Colors of Our Soul is the mm-hmm. name of the Huntsville Art Society show that will go into the Summit Center. I wanted to mention uh, after last week's uh, podcast interview with uh, Hannah Lynn, the executive director of the YWCA Muskoka, a couple of things relating to the YWCA. One is a call out to artists for Women Create. Women artists of Muskoka are invited to respond to this call, the deadline being July 31st, for an exhibition of works in October, October 20th to November 4th. The other major thing that's happening with uh, Muskoka YWCA is She Talks Muskoka, she talks, uh, Muskoka which is a series, every an annual series. And that's a fundraiser in support of the many and varied programs that the YWCA Muskoka puts on. And the headliner is Anna Maria Tremonti. A terrific headliner, a terrific interviewer. I'm, I have my ticket already, and uh, so I want you to know the YWCA operates as a charity without core funding, so they need this kind of money. So I just want to mention that. And as I mentioned, Muskoka Arts and Crafts is currently on in the Summit Center. That's just a little bit of time left for you to see the Iron Forest. Behind the Iron Forest it actually is. And I want to mention, there's a, I got a message from Wendy Donaby with Muskoka Authors. She is shouting out that Mac is presenting um, this poetry workshop at the Chapel Gallery on Saturday, April the 22nd. And it's a, it's a Sarah, like Sarah Rogers, who's already done some work for Mac. And this is inviting you to do poetry in your ink, inspiration in nature and words that move the creative spirit. And you will leave this workshop having woven a poem or two anyway. So that's something to look into with MuskokaArtsAndCrafts.com. And uh, don't forget NASA if you're interested in sound art, new adventures in sound art in South River. I recommend that you go there. Their festival is finishing on April 3rd, uh, and, but they'll be having something else going on all the time. So that's it for Arts or Us. There's only one Hunters Bay Radio. We are Muskoka. Muskoka.